All right, hey y'all, welcome back to a March 26th edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. On today's show, sports reporters, we have indeed reassembled, you know the deal, on uh, the Saturday shows. So thank you again to Robert Silverman of the Daily Beast and Andrew Hammond of the Detroit Free Press for coming on as they do at this time every single week. Uh, we talked all the biggest stories in sports this week, uh, the Jets and the Dolphins going after Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins getting him, the future for Baker Mayfield, and uh, some spicy NBA takes to wrap, and then our, of course, picks of the week. Um, don't forget, folks, if you would rather watch this very program, you can do so by going to youtube.com, type in the Chase Thomas Podcast, hit that subscribe button. That simple, that easy. Go ahead and take care of that today. You can also uh, subscribe to this podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're already subscribed and you have not already done so, please make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcast. It helps other people find the show. It helps uh, this show continue to grow. So it'd be great if today you could just hit that pause button, go ahead and leave this show a five-star rating and a review. That would go a long way, and I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to check out the homepage, chasethomaspodcast.com, access to all my previous episodes. Go check out the daily newsletter. Oh, yeah, Sports Renaissance Man. That's me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type in your email. That's simple. Follow me on Twitter, chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back. You heard it. The sports reporters. We have indeed reassembled, even after the local coffee shop that shall remain nameless put me in the blender for 25 minutes, waiting around, standing like a little goof this morning, waiting on my latte. That's that's where I'm at. And I was concerned. I was like, do I do the pod with this negative energy swirling around me? But I got my drive-in, my my scenic Saturday and Sunday morning drive that I do around Knoxville and through the mountains and stuff. So I was able to to calm it down and to just be back because my robe that I usually go through was blocked the last couple of weeks. I've been working on it, so I haven't been able to go through my tunnel that I love going through, and it's back open. So I am I'm feeling great. Uh, I've only had like a third of this latte, and fellas, I am wide awake. And when I say fellas, I mean Andrew Hammond of the Detroit Free Press, who's here, Andrew. Good morning, sir. How are you? You're having a latte. Good morning. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I like that. Bobby Silverman down there in New York City of the Hi Daily guys. Beast. Hi, hey guys. Man. Hello, uh, hello, Robert. Hello, Andrew. How many different names do you go by? You got Bobby, you got Bobby, you got Robert. Yeah, like, I'll how many do you, you need? I was, yeah. I was pretty much uniformly Bob and Bobby until I went to my snooty French grad school. Wait, you I were showed... Bob growing up? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Bobby, Bob, Bobby, Bobby, pretty much till like mm. 13, I would say. And then like I said, I'm a grown it up boy now. I'm going to be Bob. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, so it was Bob or Bobby. And then I mm. go to my aforementioned snooty French grad school and I walk up to the, yeah, I walk up to the front <laughs> desk and I'm checking in on, on the first day and uh, I'm like, yeah, Bob, and and they're looking at me. They're like, they started repeating my name like it was a a, a big crock of split pea soup that was boiling <laughs> over. They kept going, and I said, mm-hmm. uh, no, 
enfin, euh, Robert. Ah ouais, Robert! Ah ouais! They didn't wow. call you Robert? They did call me Robert. So the whole time Robert? I was there, I was like, I was like, Robert, ah ouais, c'est quoi ça? Robert. Mm. Bienvenue, Robert. And so they didn't, because it would have meant, you know, two years of people going, hello, boob. And it just <laughs> yeah. Even with, yeah. even with, even with uh, Bob, the movie Bob Le Flambeur, it didn't roll. So mm. uh-huh. well, you, uh, how, well, how long was your it. school in French school? What is, what, is, what does that work? Is it the way, quarters? The way it like, works what is, it yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little inside the pr- in game, inside the game. So the way it yeah. works is it's a graduate program. First year, they accept uh-huh. about a hundred students and 105, I think was our year. And then over the course of that year, they accept a third to continue to do the second year of the program, hmm. which is mm. very, very harrowing. And that, it's very, it's very a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure because everyone wants to go on to the second year and yeah. you know that you're competing against your fellow classmates. Right. So the, la- the way they do it, though, is wonderfully French. On the last day, this is after we've had our final exam that they told us wasn't an exam, um, mm. but was really an exam. <laughs> um, in the last day, it's supposed to be an evaluation of your entire thing. Anyway, so you go up, everyone arrives at school, 10 a.m. Mm. There is a long list on the wall with everybody's name on it in alphabetical order. So for 100 people. And mm. in order, you go with no times, by the way, just a list of names. Mm-hmm. In order, you go up to the second floor, to the main offices, to meet the head of the pedagogy. And you have a two to three minute conversation with that person. And that's where they let you know if you've been invited to the second year. And the way it oh, works so you don't get to plead your case or anything. It's not like you're defending a thesis or anything no, like that. No, no. Okay. But the way it works is they, they tell you only one, they tell you four things. You either, uh-huh. They will either say, we would like to invite you to continue studying with us. If you are interested, you have an invitation to the second year. Mm-hmm. That's one. The second thing you will hear is, You do not need more training. What you need to do is work. We are not invited hmm. to here. Go work. Mm-hmm. Third thing is you need more training, but this isn't the training program for you. Find a different training program. And the fourth thing is Uh-oh. you are not an actor. Find another <laughs> path in life. So it kind of sort of got Wait, like. Bob, tell me you didn't get number like four. Passive no, because aggra- I was there for two years, man. I okay, that's year. right. It's like okay. it's like it got like passive aggressive after <laughs> one, and then four it was like, no, you just hey, bro, you suck at this. Yes, mm. yes, <laughs> quintessentially French. At first, it's like oh, we have these opinions, but uh, no, you are yeah. fine. We do not care. Go, go, go. Live your life. Je m'en fous. So, and by the end, it's like no, you are a terrible person. We, we hate you. And, <laughs> and it's a two-year program, right? It's a one-year program, and then you get invited to the second year, so it gets cut down to a third for the second. Oh, year. So, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So about 60, 60 to seventy don't go to the third year, second year, and about 30, 35 do. Um, they that only is an told exit. That is an awkward exit okay. in the program. Now, contra to the entire, the entire, just the entire American approach to teaching acting, never, ever, ever gets into these hard absolutes. It's always about feelings and a process, and you know we're all on a journey. Blah blah blah. No one ever says mm-hmm. in an American acting program. No one ever will say to you, "You are bad at this. Don't waste your life." Yeah, they yeah. just end up going on Tyler Perry shows. Right, 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 right. right. Oh wow. 
strays but, for that one. <laughs> there were, I think, maybe like five to seven people in my first year program who got mm -hmm. told, you are not an actor, find another Oof. path in life, which is a devastating thing to hear. Mm -hmm. Especially, I was there the year after Monsieur Lecoq passed away. But when you're hearing it from Jacques Lecoq, who is considered a master teacher and, and a pedagogue, like a master theater creator, it is not something you can just like brush off that injury and get back on your, get back on yeah. track. People take that. And, and even so, when you hear it, it is, it feels like your world is ending into a certain degree. Yeah. Oh, well, sure. And, but, but, the five, I think five, maybe six, there may have been seven. But to those seven people who were told that my year, mm -hmm. that's what they needed to be told. Mm. They weren't wrong. It is not It is not given out willy-nilly. And honestly, it's while brutal and <laughs> devastating, I think it's, it's a tremendous lot content. Better. I think it's a lot it better really than telling is. someone, no, you should keep wasting your life doing this thing that you are not equipped to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, to your program, during which I was all about. I was actually surprised. I walked in. So, yeah. I walk in, and I was like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. They're not going to let me. I was really uh -huh. like, you know, usual pessimism. Right. And I go in, and the head of the program is like, yeah. Well, we would like to continue uh, uh, working with you. You have an invitation the second year. And I'm sort of, I evidently was a little shocked. <laughs> and this registered on my somewhat expressive face. I, I have right. the opposite of whatever a poker face is. Um, uh -huh. You know, I have a Yahtzee face. And mm -hmm. they, and the head of the program goes, you seem surprised by that. And I go, well, I was mm -hmm. a little, because, you know, I struggled at this exercise in this class. I didn't do this well. And, you know, I, I mm -hmm. sort of list off the things that I didn't think I was good enough at. And he goes, he goes, oh, you silly boy. And, of course, this all sounds better <laughs> in French. <laughs> and he goes, you silly boy. It is, it is not about getting the exercises right. Who told you that? And I'm just like you did when you told me I did it wrong but they're like yeah. no 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 you have a you have an you have a, a very uh, we do not understand these worlds you live in and the ones you create <laughs> they are, that is the best description ever they are they they they, they I I personally he's like I love that you got understand. elevated a year too because it's like he didn't understand the assignment and yeah, not only like, did he not understand he didn't care like he was like, in his own world we got to see more about created, this they are <laughs> They, they, they are very, very foreign to me, but I find them fascinating and I want to learn more about it. And, <laughs> That's and like maybe like, after like the third or fourth conversation I had with Bob on a podcast with Chase. So I was like, I don't know what this guy is about, but I like it. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing pretty much. I need so, to do a graduate uh, paper before I'm done where it's just like I need to uh, write about it a completely different topic and just be like, I just I was drawn to something else. I was drawn to a different here's, world. Here's I don't know what to tell you of why I thought I, didn't, I wasn't going to get accepted uh -huh. in the second year. Part of the in addition to the five hours a day you'd have of class mm -hmm. outside of class for each week, you and a group of six to seven other students would have to create a short 10 minute play or piece that was based around whatever technique or theatrical training you were studying that week. Mm -hmm. There was no director. There is no writer. There was no hierarchy. You had to collaborate with equal it, via consensus. And mm -hmm. naturally that created a lot. It was not an easy process. And you go to present it before the class for the whole school on mm -hmm. Friday. 
one of the rules of Lecoq, and this is something I actually think is very important for journalism, is in the first minute of any play, your job is to explain how this world that you were building on stage works. What are mm. the rules? And that in the beginning, it all functions properly, even in, say, a dysfunctional society. What are the rules of that dysfunctional society? Show us how it works. Explain to us what this world is. And you have to do it. I feel like I'm in an almost, episode of Barry right now. Right. Almost immediately. <laughs> Does that make if me you, hank? If you, yes. yes. If you don't no, no hunk. If you don't do that immediately, you will never get the audience back, no matter how interesting mm. or pretty or whatever the world is. That's facts. Right. And it's I think it's honestly the same thing with a piece of writing. You have that first lead and minute to say, like, okay, what is the world I'm going to introduce you to? All of this fancy throat clearing leading up to whatever that point is is just nonsense, and you will never get the audience back or the reader back. So that kind of transferred. In any case, so that was a hard and fast rule. What are the rules of this world? Explain it to us clearly. You can do it without saying a word. Show us how this world works. Look at Mr. Bob Silverman and the inverted pyramid, drawing it into Inside acting. the actor's studio <laughs> for that ass. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the rule of these, self of these weekly presentations was if you fail at this very primary part of the work, they will stop the scene. Mm. They will just, and you're not allowed to present it. And granted, you've had a week of fighting with your classmates and arguing about things that you agree with and blah, 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 blah. And, all this and you're stuff. probably stressing. And... and you're stressed and all that. Within 30 seconds, it would just be, you know, the head of the program, like, sitting there in his front seat and he's, like, futzing with his collar and you just raise his hand and go, bon. And that oh. means you're dead. Oh. See, that, that, would, dead. that would crush me. That it, would right. crush And me. for seven weeks in a row, the group that I was in got stopped. Oh, mm. damn. So, okay, so I could see why you're like, okay, well, hey, guys, it was a great run. I had, <laughs> right. time, so, had a great time in France. Seven weeks in a row, we're getting stopped. And, you know, at a certain point, you're just like, I, I know this scene doesn't really work. I know this thing we made isn't perfect, but I just want to get to the end of it. And so right. the eighth week, we're doing this mask exercise. And again, it's the same problem. I know it doesn't work. They're this flaw. This mm. part doesn't work. It's like, just let us please finish it before you rip it to shreds. And no, 30 seconds in, boom. Oh. And so we're all, and, and at the end of the exercise, you sit in front of mm. 100 other people and they explain, and the head of the program and the other professors say what you got right or what oh. you got wrong. And in the Oof. 30 second piece, it's just what you got wrong. Oh. So we're sitting there and we're getting ripped and the head of the program goes to, and I'm sort of not really paying attention. I'm just pissed off that we didn't even get to finish. And the head of the program sort of points to me and goes, and you, Robert, <laughs> what were you doing in the back there? You were like, it was like a bad Chaplin imitation, but without the talent. Oh. And oh. I'm sitting there like, I'm sure for you at that point, it's kind of like it, it, it's it's kind of like like one of the first columns I wrote. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a super heartfelt piece. And my editor, he he was cool. Me and him were cool as hell. But he looked at me and he said, "Would you?" He was like, "Go back to your senior year of high school." <laughs> and it was just like maybe like two or three, which is like two or three years. 
so this is this is how bad this column was. I knew it sucked um, because I just I tried to find to write something off of. And he looked at me and he's like, go back to your senior year of high school. You would would you give would senior year you read this column? Ooh. And and I was like. And I'm trying to be nice and trying to be like, oh, yeah, I'd probably read optimistic. And he said, look at the lead. And I read the lead again, and I just – I remember reading it, and I just threw it. And he was like, that's how I felt. Oof. And that was the conversation. And he was just like, you're good. <laughs> and, and, so, but, the, but the funny thing is, it was one of the most valuable lessons oh, I've absolutely. ever learned. Mm. Yeah. But get this. So after he says you were like Chaplin, a bad Chaplin imitation, but without the talent, I'm sitting there dying, wishing the earth would open up. And there's right. a pause of what felt like forever. And then I realized, oh, that's not a rhetorical question. He wants me <laughs> to answer him. Of mm. what were you, why did you do this bad Chaplin imitation? Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there staring like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. And finally, the head of the program goes, turns to the rest of the other actors I'm with and goes, you saw what Robert was doing back there. Why didn't you stop him? Oh, my God. That's like the worst film session ever. Like when you're just getting it roasted. This, it's all done in this French way where they're not angry or even disappointed. They're just bored. And and they waited till they got an answer about why my fellow actors didn't stop me from being bad. So that was awful. But <laughs> contra most American programs, and, and if you read uh Sasha Baron Cohen studied with a professor who was a Lecoq teacher until he had a very famous breakup with Lecoq for reasons that no one can actually understand. Um, and, uh, but he, it's the same kind of thing. Like this, there's a good article in the Times on it about this uh, French clowning professor, if, you, if you're into that sort of thing, mm -hmm. um, about the way this professor just, what he would do to get you to figure out what your clown is, is he would just torture and brutalize people. Mm. It was devastating, <laughs> horrible, just absolutely nightmarish stuff and not mm. wrong. And it's not, it's very, very, it runs in, in a sharp contrast to let's say the bulk of American theater training. The mm. other theater training I did is this sort of, this, uh, Technique that was advised called Suzuki by, by this guy named Tadashi Suzuki, which is this incredibly also brutal and painful theater training that is just physical pain. Mm. It just mm. hurts. It just hurts. And I'll explain Strong that. Strong style? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is a series of physical exercises that are by definition impossible. And then this, this small man yells at you when you don't do them well. It's it's really that's that's the uh, background I came from, which I think prepared me for all manner of editors. So oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah I don't care if an like if an editor 
I don't know about that, Bob. You're over here filing like nine thousand words over what they asked for. You're just you, you heat check everything. Like well, Bobby Silverman I, I, is over here. Like you said, how many words? We're gonna give me double a that. Give me look. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why these words are bad. Then I'll, I'll mm. listen. Man. I don't mind. I don't mind. Like, yeah, you think that's wrong? Cut it. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna shoot my shot. That's there you go. No, I respect that. No, yeah. I, I, even, I think even that's what my, most editors even if want. My articles like a, are like a bad chaplain imitation without the it, it like i remember specific there is a photo in fact i think that i have and I'll, I'll share with the chat later of me getting not that specific note but similar notes and you can just see me sitting there being sad while there's a man dressed as a giant banana in the background it's 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 a good photo <laughs> that's incredible um sports well yeah, like how do I transition to sports? You know, guys, I'm really good at the transitions here, and unfortunately, yeah, I don't have one. Segue. Um, about, do you want to talk about Greg the Leg Zuerlein signing? Well, I was going to go Jets because we have Tyreek Hill, who is now a member of the Miami Dolphins and was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. But your Jets were in on him. It was a two horse race. Yeah, I actually physically transformed into Fireman Ed for about you an did. hour. He was that was kind of exciting, and then we realized what the Jets, what the what the Chiefs actually offered, or what the Chiefs actually were going to accept from the Jets, and then I'm just like, the Jets offer mm -hmm. the Jets trade package was actually better than Miami's. If you go by one of the trade draft, I don't know. Cards. Miami gave up. Let me check my notes here. All of their picks. So it's yeah. Uh, I I I look on the Twitter. They said the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart. Uh huh. Slightly favored the Jets package. Hmm. Look, the the, the, the can Chiefs I say this? I don't think either the, package is good. I don't think trading this no, much stuff neither. for a wide receiver is good business. I don't agree with this way of team building. I, I it understand. It's like one of those. To me, it rang like. I think it actually would have been better for the Jets because I think year two is Zach. Like they've really got to emphasize as much get as many they talented need, guys in the room as possible. Yeah. To bounce back from last year, but like Miami. I just, they've missed, they've had a lot of draft capital, but it's also like, it just feels so desperate to like, we have to save Tua it's, no matter what. I, and it's I like, forget, I forget who wrote about this in the ringer, but someone wrote about it. Uh, the, the model of, it's the Ramsification of, oh yeah, the, the, that's strategy. what the NFL is doing. I was going to say yeah. that it was like, yeah, this is screw the picks. And I'm just over here like, um, uh, <laughs> Miami, you, you can't do that because <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I look at, and this is another sport, I look at Miami going, oh, so they're trying to be the San Diego Padres of the AFC? So hmm. congratulations, you've just... Yeah, except the Padres you just, just bought... You just bought third place in the AFC East. Well, I think the difference with the Padres, though, is that the Padres were developing well. Like, the Padres have this great pipeline, and AJ Preller is a great GM, and what they're doing yeah. is, like, they were cashing in on what they did. They put in the groundwork first, where they developed right. the number one farm system in baseball. And then they're like, all right, we paid Fernando Tatis. Now let's go trade for Manny Machado. Let's go do stuff to supplement yeah. this great foundation. I don't think Miami has a great foundation yet. No, like, they had the no, worst offensive line in football last year. Like, I don't think they're ready to win now. And I don't think they signed Terrell Armstrong. Armstrong. Taron Armstrong. Taron Armstead. Armstead. Excuse me. Yes, Armstead. from the Close problem enough. with that, though, is they signed the reason... Eric Armstead. They signed Jesse Armstead. <laughs> they signed all well, the arms stead. They did. But the thing about that is they signed an arm. <laughs> they did. Instead. <laughs> mm hmm. Um, 
I, to, I was thinking about Arrested Development there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you always leave a note. Um, no, I just, I think Taron Armstead's fine. Like he's going to protect. Um, it, well, we don't know. We, well, we don't. It, that's the thing. It's like he's not. So because of his track record, it's like you're not getting 17 games out of him. So if you had the worst offensive line of football, like the Cincinnati Bengals have gone about this the better way, where they signed Leo yeah, Collins, but they, they also they signed guys who are going to play every game. Like Joe Burrow cannot afford another knee issue because his offensive line is killing him. What is so he they at, were like, like 59, 51, 59 sacks last year? Something just, preposterous. I mean, he yeah, had like yeah. half of that in the playoffs. <laughs> like the dude was just out here giving his soul in year two. And it's like, you got to protect this investment with Joe Burrow. And yeah. instead, what they did was they, yeah. yeah. And they did beat, like they got a bunch of B plus guys and yeah. guys who are going to play. I would rather have an offensive line filled with B plus guys or even B minus that are going to play 17 games or like an A plus that Armstead, Armstead can be I, I when he plays. I also don't understand the logic for the Dolphins, which I heard a lot, is well, now they'll be able to actually tell if Tua is any good. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to tell them. And I, no, I, said, I, said, I said, well, shouldn't you know that? Shouldn't you figure that out first? Because if he's not, right, then where are the assets in the cap space going to come from to get a quarterback that is... Well, they have two picks, I think, in the next draft. I'm pretty sure they have... Yeah, two, yeah they got two first-round... Yeah. yeah. Or two first-round picks? I think they have two first-round picks in 2023. Yeah. So but, they have an option. They can get a, go another quarterback, and they're going all in. So I understand that aspect of team strategy. It's also Stroud, just Stroud, man. Bryce Young. Okay, you can like the people who still just talk themselves into the Ohio State quarterbacks are at like just how many do here's, we need to see? How many? Terrell, Cardale Jones, man. Yeah, here's my big. issue with the whole national champion, oh, sir. Let's, let's I love Cardale Jones. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see what two was made of. Yeah, it's to me, it's the Ken. I call it the Ken Dorsey theory, where mm. you think you can get if you just have a quarterback and you surround him with a bunch of weapons, mm-hmm. and they basically win in spite of him. And I was like, no, that's. Hold on. I'm going to go history where you could win with a game manager. I mean, the 49ers just almost saying, just did it with Garoppolo. Yeah. They almost just I, did it. I get it. But it, it seems like it's this, Oh, we can try and do this for a stopgap guy. Yeah. And it's like, guys. I feel like if not to, not to hate on Tua, but I feel like if, with NFL, my theory with NFL quarterbacks, and it's totally unfounded. I have not eaten enough tape or, or crunched the numbers or anything. I, lo- I, I love how I love how everybody says, "Oh, um, I like his tape," or "Or I'm eating I'm eating a lot of tape." I'm like, dude, you you are not a professional. Well, I you're not eating as much I, tape I as Russell that. Wilson, who watched every single Broncos game we three times. This. Yeah. We discussed this. Um, I I I feel like with NFL quarterbacks. In the first, the, the general rule is in the first two, if they're going to be the kind of quarterback who can lead a team to a Super Bowl, in the first yeah. two years of them being a full time starter, you will see enough flashes to be able yeah. to even if they're throwing a lot of interceptions. Well, I don't even know for two because it's such a unique thing where, like, the Dolphins had maybe the worst offensive line in NFL history. Sure, but it's like, so Peyton, hard. Even when Peyton Manning in his first year was. Getting, yeah. He got sacked. Oh, you're speaking my language. Something. Look at Bob something, going going Tennessee here. Yeah, like uh, whatever it was. He got sacked something like sixty times. Well, know, they went two and fourteen. Yeah, it was yeah. horrendous. But there were flashes where you go, right? Oh, okay, he's the but guy. Which is why I look, even with 
Bob was watching him. He's like, that's the sheriff right there. He's, Trevor, he's a deputy right now, but he'll be a sheriff. Trevor Lawrence is was in possibly, uh, at least according to a delightful yeah. article about Urban Meyer's tenure this week, was oh in the God. worst possible situation for any like any NFL player, right. let alone a quarterback. I still need to read that, by the way. It's I've good. only just read like I've only line. read like the the, the blips yeah. and the highlights, and I'm it's like, it's frustrating, uh, but it's. I will say about this. Here's what I'll say. The one thing I'll say about Urban in that article there. I do not believe for one part of me that he did not know who Aaron Donald or any of those guys were like, I don't believe you know, that at all. I, I don't believe. I think that he was just being, a, I think he was mm-hmm. just being like, a, sort of, I think he was trying to be cute. And just being yes. Like, I think so too. Yeah. Well, and but, that, but I also think Urban no. Meyer is in such a bubble. He puts himself in such a, such an insular bubble. I know uh-huh. he, he probably thinks he knows who those guys are. But in terms of him breaking down film on the, you know, he knows the he knows the elite defenders. But uh-huh. in terms of like learning, you know, the 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 opponent's depth chart and strengths, weakness, weaknesses, all of that, when his scouting is going through that from week to week, I guarantee you there are some guys who we probably know are either fringe pro bowlers or are pro bowlers that he was like, well, what, what, what's this guy's thing? Because he was like that at Ohio state with his own team. Yeah. He got away with it. In Ohio. Like he, he got problem. away. Like the, Michigan I just, I Ohio think state game in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2015 where he basically was like, I don't, I don't need to run the football anymore. And it's like, dude, Zeke's about to win the Heisman. You should probably run the football. <laughs> he, he absolutely forgets his own personnel and probably the opponent. Well, it's not like there's a difference, like not leaning on certain personnel because you're like for whatever uh, philosoph- philosophical reasons, like whatever. But the idea that the second best college football coach of all time, who is just was addicted to the grind and like obsessed with winning, was not doing everything in his power to obsess over what it would take to win at ja- in I Jacksonville. Hated, I think he hated his he hated that job. He thought it was going to be easy. And yeah. then I don't think so. No way. No way. Very quickly. I don't know. I don't he think so. Found, he he effed I, around I and he... found out very quickly that this job is it's it's always going to be difficult. Well, I think it's like one of those like things where it's like when you're a parent. It's like a parent where like you you th- you have an idea of what it's going to be. And people will tell you around it. It's like, there's nothing like it. It's hard, but we can't, like, unless you've done it, like, you don't right. understand. And then he's like, I can do it. Like, I'm the second best college football coach of all time. Like, I can I, I can manage. Saban probably thought the same thing. Wow, and shots then, of Woody Hayes here, man. Yeah, I, I, Urban Meyer is the second best college football coach of all time. Like, no matter what all the other stuff is, like, the dude won at Utah, Bowling Green, Florida, and Ohio State. Like, he's just... The dude won wherever. Like he was um like the whole stat nerd versus oh man, that man's a bucket. Urban Meyer was a win bucket in college football for just years and years and years. Um you put my him anywhere, point, he's gonna win football point, games. My point way back when was yeah, you did not see a lot of interesting or oh, okay, clearly there's something there moments. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence last year. I don't no, it was some... it was a mess, for sure. Yeah. And he deserves and... a lot of blame for that mess. But yeah. the idea that he wasn't prepped, I don't know. I don't believe. Like, these coaches spend 18 hours in the facility studying and learn. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't think that's what happened. I don't, I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was like that, though. Because mm-hmm. if, if he, he would. Every article seems to suggest he was phoning it in. 
Oh, I just yeah, you could tell he was phoning it in. You I could know. tell, like you could sit there. There, there have been there have been no reporting that said, well, he mistreated his players and he yeah. acted like he was better than everyone and he, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But boy, was you know he was doing the he was on the John Gruden lifestyle plan, getting up at four a.m. and well, know, we don't know. I don't know. That might have been well, private. You would think that stuff would get leaked. If it was I don't know. Well, or, or maybe it would, still will later on, where it's you, like you would think he would have some friends in the media, like the one ESPN reporter who's always in on Baker Mayfield, and like, hey, Baker Mayfield, he's a really good guy. I forgot who that is, but I'm just like, ma'am, <laughs> where's where is Baker ending up? Oh, this is a good transition. Okay. So Baker is transition look points at Bob. for Bob. Look at Bob over here. Ten he's points just... to Yes, exactly. Wait, are you? Is Bob a Gryffindor? I could see him being a Gryffindor. No, he's probably more of a Hufflepuff. He gives me a strong Hufflepuff vibe. Yeah, Andrew, what are Ravenclaw. you? Oh, I'm absolutely a Gryffindor. And yeah, I, I can see that. It, but then I kind of embraced it. Um, I what would you guess I, I am? A virgin? I don't know. Um, oh, my. <laughs> all right i'm out that's it leaving on a high note that's it i'm out i'm out <laughs> oh my I, god <laughs> i don't know how to feel i don't know how i feel about that you just you just hung a curve right over the middle to my freddie freeman-esque retort oh that felt so good oh i'm gonna dine out on that for weeks anyway uh what was the question <laughs> I've got nothing. Well, okay. Andrew was going to guess what house Where I was Baker? in. No, he was going to guess which house I was in. And, I was going to uh, go either Ravenclaw or... Uh-huh. I was either going to go Ravenclaw or um, not Slytherin because I okay. feel like you're like entirely too nice for Slytherin. Mm-hmm. But I was going to either go Ravenclaw or um, Gryffindor. Okay, I'm Ravenclaw. Okay. I'm, I'm Ravenclaw. Everything I've taken. But the sports renaissance woman, though, kind of concerning. She's Slytherin. Strong Southern. Wow. But I think I, that's a cool thing. I like the, I, I don't know. The, uh, it, that's okay. I like it. I'm, I'm not against it. Uh, but Bob, yeah. with yeah. the Baker what's stuff. Up? So this is what's cool. interesting. So the Browns had a disastrous press conference. And I think I sent the group chat the oh, back and yeah, forth yeah, between yeah, Jake was, and Andrew. I didn't, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, A great no, PR no. lesson oh. on how to not... It, it was just it was all uh, terrible and we knew it was gonna be bad there and was I think a line it, from deshaun watson about how he's always been very hands-on in the community yeah, yeah that w- it was like buddy <laughs> well they asked him like why he's had 40 masseuses over like a two-year span and he was just dancing around that and he's just like you go through it, and it's like what he said there was a lot of like word salad when i was reading just the blocks of quote where i'm like Wow, yeah. this is a lot of people not saying anything. Like, this is a lot yeah. of people just not saying anything. And the Haslam's not being there, I was not a fan of. I think ownership just should have been in the room for that. Like, that is... Um, they've, got, they've got multiple fraud lawsuits to attend to. They don't have well, to that's... I mean, that's separate. But, like, I'm saying just for this, <laughs> they need to be I there. Mean, like, I think when you... What are if they going to say? No, you do not want one of the Haslam's there. They would have made it worse. Well, that's what really... I'm saying, even if they do, then that's something that happens. That's their fault that they make it worse. Right. But I think yeah, the ownership... Like, if Arthur Blank was not there and the Falcons traded for him, like, that would have been 
just i mean the fat the fan base was already fractured from all of it anyway but like if arthur blank, blank was busy trying to figure out how to to get that dastardly dick tracy once and for all that's what um there's a I good did... blog from about seven years ago comparing nfl owners to dick tracy villains yeah and it is remarkable the similarities i highly interesting recommend. I think it was on Vice Sports. If you, if you use the Google or, or oh. Bing or DuckDuckGo, I miss Vice Sports. I wrote for them. I like Vice Sports. They, they, they were cool. yeah, for sure. Um, but I just the the order of operations is so bad, and I feel bad for Baker. And I think people love to dunk on Baker, and we've talked about it on this podcast. And Baker so did nothing wrong. Baker. So <laughs> where does he go? I just I my question. Andrew hates Baker he... Mayfield. Well, no, um, I, I don't hate Baker Mayfield. I hate how he handled his his situation in cleveland he could have handled it better wait what do you mean what part okay so he could have taken the high road yeah so the whole okay so the whole odell beckham thing that's one thing but him knowing that this team was Mm. good enough i'm not saying they would have gone to a super bowl but they Uh were good enough at their best to be an afc championship contender Mm mm-hmm he did not take care of of the most important thing, which was his body, because he's trying to be, you know, superhero. He's trying to be the guy. He's trying to be the gritty, tough guy. But at the but same is that time, his fault or the organization's fault no, for not no, shutting no, him no. down? No, but the thing is, he balked at the organization when his shoulder was basically a well. He had a torn labrum. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, dude, shut. Like, and I feel like Cleveland gave him every opportunity to be like. Dude, it's okay. We can mm-hmm. take a step back. Like nobody would be mad at that. But the problem is he's trying to play the blame game while doing he's if you're gonna do if you're gonna play the blame game, fine. Go mm-hmm. for it. But at the same time, produce. And hmm. when you don't produce and you're blaming others, and you know, it's everybody else can see the problem that's going on except mm-hmm. you, that's where I have a problem. So I was cool with Baker, you know, entering the season. But as the season went on, it's like, dude, you've got to dial it back. And then when you're doubling down and, he, you know, and not playing, I think he, in, if he was playing better, I think everyone would write it off as he would get the sports. Well, it was impossible for him game. to play better because he was hurt. He just played with yeah. banged up knees and labrum and everything. Like he did the Cam Newton thing from a couple years ago so where Cam where played when he couldn't throw the ball 20 yards downfield. We're like, what are we doing? He can't be on the Browns roster when training camp or no. No, start, right? no. Okay, yeah, so that's not where do, where well, the answer is go? the Panthers, the Panthers, which is amazing because if you get Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield on the same team after mm-hmm. that draft, the can't miss draft of Cam yeah. and Sam, or of Baker and mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. I want a tra- I want a quarterback room of Cam was, Baker and was, Sam Darnold. I, what an I all-time wanted, great college football room. There was a minute there where it looked like when the Jets traded up the second pick. Yeah. I sorry, third pick. I thought, okay, they're trading up for Baker Mayfield because at mm-hmm. that point, I think people, the, for about up until about, I think if my memory is accurate, about two weeks before the draft, I think the consensus yeah. was that Darnold was going to go number one. Yeah. And so when the remember Jets he was were, seen like I think it was his dad was seen like sitting next to Jimmy Haslam at a some kind of event, like some kind of yes, pro day or something, something, where the Browns were hanging out with him. Yeah. And they were. It, that was the consensus that Darnold was going to go. Yes, one. going one. The, Jets, to the, the yeah. Jets traded up to three. There were a lot uh-huh. of whispers that Gettleman, of course, was going to draft Saquon, 
and mm-hmm. the Jets were positioning themselves to take the second best quarterback in the draft. And whether that was Baker Mayfield or <laughs> Sam Rosen, Josh Rosen, nobody knew. Like, but that's who they wanted. They wanted their pick of the second best. God, God I n- missed that draft. Rosen was my favorite prospect in that draft. You know, I John, mean, I, I used to feel bad for actually, I feel bad for Josh Rosen because it's one of those situations where teams will f up a guy's career because they're yeah. incompetent but at the yeah same time, i know it really validated all the oh josh rosen doesn't care about football stuff well, yeah, and it was just kind of like yes he's he he understands the power that he wields and he's okay it's whatever but at the same time you you've got to go to it the system has to help you out you can't yeah sit there yeah playing and just on that band Steve well, Wilkes. it was an all-time, another all-time great, uh, all-time great, uh, a all-time worst offensive line. Like Steve Wilkes and Mike McCoy both got fired in that immediate yeah. year. Like it was a monstrosity and what Josh Rosen I, was playing I'll behind. Say this. I yeah. don't think Wilkes deserved to be fired because sometimes Oof. franchises will set up a coach for failure. I don't so know. Tennessee I, ran I, for 900 Houston, yards on Steve I, Wilkes this year. Hi, Houston Texans. Uh-huh. How you doing, yeah, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Setting, setting people up for failure. Yeah. Hold on. He, I don't think he, that was failure because I think David Culley knew. I think he knew what he, he was walking into. He, that man we, knew. We see through, I'm talking about Lovey. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Lovey's not. Love, oh, yeah. Lovey is getting. Lovey got the. I don't know. I think the Texans will be better than people think. I, I just. We'll see what happens. I, I think that. I think they. Lovey's going to get a shot. Above, but they played above their pay grade. Not pay grade, but yeah. they played above where. Yeah. With the. Th- That's what I'm saying. Like, I think they could be a little bit better than people think. And the AFC South sucks. I I remember, like, I was was very amped for the Jets getting Baker Mayfield. And then suddenly the whispers started to come out that the Browns were actually considering him at number one. And Mm. then I thought, oh, wow, so they're going to get the best player in the draft at three. What a brilliant move by Mike McCagnin to give up all those picks to get Sam Darnold. I thought it was. You got the memes, though. You got the memes. That's right. Uh, mononucleosis. Mm-hmm. Ah, that was a fun time. But I think uh, Baker, and here's the other thing that sucks for the Browns now, too, is that there's no trade value. Like, all the quarterback movements happen, so they can't get anything. Like, the Falcons okay. only got a third-round pick for Matt Ryan, who's a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I you're getting like Carolina, a fourth, maybe. Yeah. I guess he could go to Carolina. Like, it's Carolina. Here are the picks. Here, the here's job. the options. Here's the options. It's Carolina. It's... um. I had it in front of me. Philadelphia, I Detroit. Don't think Philly's, I don't think Philly's. I know. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be Detroit. Seattle. I was thinking. Seattle, and I think sure. that's it. Yeah, I think it's that. I it, think it's it's it has to be either Carolina or Seattle. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see Pete Carroll making that move, but at the same time, I could see Pittsburgh trading for him. I know that you can't. You just signed Trubisky. Trubisky. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, but that was a one-year deal. Well, I mean, like, they're also probably like you don't sign Trubisky unless you're planning on drafting a quarterback in the first yeah. round. Yeah, um, I mean, so the thing about like I like I like the Seattle option. The mm-hmm. problem is though, you they don't st- have a line either. Yeah, well, one, or any talent. One, they, they don't have talent. a line. Two, their pet heads are falling off. They got plenty got of wide receivers, but well, yeah. I mean, you you might be getting rid of one of them in a year. Decaf's like, this is his team now. He was over here saying, this is my team now. It's time to step up. Okay, buddy. (laughs) Congratulations. But here's the thing. I don't, I think if, I hate saying this because I think Mm. it's a bad idea. I don't think Drew Locke is terrible. 
<laughs> yeah. But he knows the song to some young Jeezy songs, so that's important. It's it's Very it's important. a it's a situation for him where you're kind of in you're in kind of in the same situation as Denver, mm. but you have I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I, I can't like believe I'm defending John Schneider, but they are trying to rebuild. Oh god, yeah. I can't believe I said that. Uh, look, I liked. I liked. Speaking of quarterback signings, I liked getting Mariota for Atlanta. I think that's a that's a fine placeholder quarterback, and you never know. Like he has, obviously, there is a lot of talent there. He just you know mm. in a bad situation in Tennessee, and and then you know got Wally pipped when when Ryan Tannehill had a really good stretch. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think Mariota is going to. No. Mariota's going to lose a bunch of games. Hold on. He, yeah. Here's a couple but things about Mariota. Mariota possible. looks 45. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the press conference and <laughs> oh, how he looks. He, the NFL has aged him. That man, man, yes, he is aged so fast. Um, he, It's like the presidency with Mariota where it's like it's not, the – Have you guys seen DeAndre Ayton's face? If you told me he was 40, I would believe it. Oh, DeAndre yeah, no, he Ayton looks, he looks, looks like old a 40-year-old The king dude. was that – was that Trey Lyles? Or no, who was the dude at um, Kansas? Perry – was it – Ellis, Perry Ellis. Was yeah, Perry Ellis, yeah. Greg oh, hey, 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 shout, hey, shout out to the dub, Perry yeah. Ellis. <laughs> he looked ninety three so uh, immediately funny yeah. because Perry. So Perry Ellis, mm-hmm. when he was so when he announced where he was going to high school, that's uh-huh. how big he was at that time in Wichita. Huh. They like they were like like it was the lead off in the news where he was going to go to high school, hmm. and I'm like. Damn, he looked like a junior. He looks like a junior <laughs> in high school, and and not just like size or, but just in his face. I'm like, yeah, damn, this dude looked like a junior in high school, but he was just only in eighth grade. Yeah, but he was, I believe, at the time he was like the number one uh, ranked eighth grader. Which don't get me started on youth sports. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. like I I remember seeing this past football season mm. a ranking. For fourth graders, hmm. seems the a sports complex uh... needs to die. I mean, the the really funny thing, I you know, I don't know if you've seen. There's not a lot of quotes from Book Richardson this week, mm. uh, who was oh. indicted uh, as part of the the FBI's extensive investigation. Shout into out to Will Wade, Adidas, and the you know the extensive network of payoffs in college basketball. And they, because Adidas announced that they were just offering millions in naming license money. And everyone who got indicted in that is like, so what crime did I commit now? Thank you. Thank you. What crime did I, I commit? I I had to reframe, you know, like, you know, when, when you're on Twitter and you're like, nope, I can't tweet that because you know <laughs> that for. So like you mean small, all the time, all the time. Yes. Twitter, so like a small time. group of people are going to laugh and get the joke and be like, but then nope, nope, I'm nope. going to upset way too many important people. I was like, everybody needs a good group chat. There are yeah. yes. conversations that you have in the group chats and then there's things that you post. Yeah. And you, you, look, there are sometimes you need to get a take off your chest. Sometimes mm. you need to say something extremely rude. Yes, and it doesn't have to be on Twitter. It can be in the group chat. Not yes. that's what you can you can have your group chat. One of us in here is proof, and it's not me. 
it's not you can I mean, have it on uh -oh. a, you can have it on the dms you can there are slack <laughs> channels maybe you want to set up a specific telegram channel for this mm -hmm. there are many venues i i have pigeons I, I i have pigeons literally outside my window they are just uh, at the ready yeah yeah and it's like no, important it's kind of like for Mike Tyson pigeon situation. Like, if you're a beat reporter, you don't have to tweet about. Um, never mind. I'm not going to do that on air. I'm not going to nah, remind nah. me out of air. Save um, it for the group chat. This save is an it. example. See their example. This right there you go. here. I like it. Keep it uh, holstered for the group chat. Keep the spice because, in the cabinet. Because it's probably going to be juicier that way. Yes. Yeah, true. More fun. Because more strangers fun find your stuff, and I'm kind of like. I like Twitter, but then sometimes I'm like, who are you? I had to yeah. delete so much Trey Young stuff because, like, anything that I wrote about, like, Trey early on or any early Luca stuff, like, there would be people who would just, like, search my name and search Trey Young. And any sort of criticism that I level, it's like, oh, what about now? What about now? And oh, I'm like, dude, I got to get rid Josh, of all of this. Yeah, Josh Allen, like, I had a tweet <laughs> about Josh Allen. And I'm just oh, like, and the thing is, I've actually complimented Josh Allen several mm. times since then, but people will bring that up, and I'm just like, oh, so you just, oh, hi, Bills Mafia fan 6969. <laughs> oh, so you just. Is he oh, wearing so wraparound just, sunglasses? Is he, and then, is he doing rants and, from his car? Is he one of those guys? The best way you can discover how trash somebody is on Twitter mm. is when you see their response, you go to their page. Are they connected with the team? I, or is it, you know, is are they a fan of a team? Are they, um, you know, or are they just going through their, are they going through the search and just picking off whoever, you know, Ooh. whoever's saying something bad yeah. about their team? And I'm like, oh, you're that guy. Okay, blocked. Let's end on this. I, I want to play this game. So I have something stored up. Speaking of the things that we, we shouldn't tweet, but like we should probably talk on this podcast because it's fun. And I, I like I've got a lot of NBA this, hot this takes that I have stored. This is the, is, the, is the thin slice of the Venn diagram. Between right. Things that safe to post. Also, maybe could go in the group chat. Just exactly. The right, just the right capacin levels. Capacin? Capsation? Mm. Whatever. I don't know. I, you're the, the French graduate it's student, the, Bob. It's the measure know. of spiciness in food mm -hmm. is the thing. Okay. Yes. It's just the right amount of Rontgens to get it into the pod. Can I? All right. We're each going to give our biggest NBA hot take right now going into the playoffs. we got like 10 games left for a lot of teams. So here is my spiciest NBA hot take. As it stands right now, um, we could be looking at the Timberwolves, the seven spot. They all have to do is win the seven, eight game against the Clippers, which I think they will. And if they beat the Clippers, they get the seventh seed. If they get Memphis, I'll say this. If Memphis or the Clippers, because I think Paul George will be back in the playoffs if they do get the seventh seed. Yes, yeah. I think Paul George is back. Either the Los Angeles Clippers or the Minnesota Timberwolves will beat the Memphis Grizzlies in round one. The Memphis Grizzlies will not win a playoff series. That is my take. I think they're going down in flames. Jaws missing time. Their half-court offense is not great. This is a, like, I've never been like, oh, this is not a playoff team whatsoever. There are people who are like, oh, they have finals team? No, my spiciest take, they're going Damn. down in round one. They are going down in I, round one. I will, I, I mean, I, I think Andrew it technically is. Yeah. No, no, I think, I think it technically is a hot take, but at the same time, I think you're right. Because a, okay. lot, of, a lot of teams, just over time in NBA history, teams who, young teams who have started off super, super hot, yeah. Or they get hot in a stretch during the season, 
they just run out of gas in the playoffs. Yeah. Sometimes they aren't ready. So I could see that. So like it's oh, but at the same time, I'm like, I could see that. Yeah, like I no, no. Um, give me that, Towns, Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell in a seven game series. Like give me that yeah, over yeah. like they just have to do too much, man. So much is in transition, they're acted defensively. Like when things get tight, man, I just I don't believe in Memphis. I don't would, I'm not going a, I'm not living and dying seven, with Desmond Bain as my number six, two. It would be a six seven game series, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like but yeah, if if Minnesota were to win, I wouldn't I'd be like, Okay, yeah, that makes sense because the NBA is a damn grind. Yeah. I, I don't know why Minnesota can't figure out how to get Carl Anthony Towns twenty shots a game. I don't know. I mean, I do. I mean, know it's why. working. Their because offense is good. I, I do know why. It's because it, it's because it, Anthony Edwards is going to get his, and D'Angelo yeah. Russell is going to get his, and sometimes right. they forget about Carl Anthony Towns, who is, I think, if you wanted to call him the third best offensive center in basketball right now and hmm. kind of unguardable. Who would you have in front of him? Jokic and Embiid. See, I think he's a better offensive player than Embiid. But Embiid's a uh, better player yeah, altogether. He'd be wrong. So no, 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 no. Fluid, like, Towns shooting, like, I just... Towns is going to be a better offensive player over the course of his career than Joel Embiid. What is Joel... Like, inside, obviously, and stuff like that, and he has a higher usage, but, like... I don't you, know, man. Carl Anthony cannot, Towns. Is there any shot that Carl Anthony Towns cannot hit? Yeah, but you cannot. Joel Embiid is. is what is Towns shooting from three this year? He's shooting forty percent. Yeah. yeah. I, he's not better than Embiid, but that's okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's there. There are stretches where the Timberwolves kind of forget that they yeah. have this weapon at their disposal. And it's very odd to me. It's, it seems to me like, yes, you could still figure out a way to, yes, their offense is doing well. Yes, you could still figure out, like, you want Anthony Edwards to have that kind of freedom. You want D'Angelo Russell to sort of feel himself a little because he tends to, you know, get, he, he tends to disappear when he doesn't feel like he's enough of a whole part of the offense. But it's just, mm-hmm. it seems to me that of the great scoring bigs in the NBA right now, Carl Anthony, they cannot figure out a way. Too. But maybe they unleash him in the playoffs. Maybe that's just what you're waiting on. Is like Carlton Towns might. He's going to have to have a bigger usage. Like he's going to have to do more in a playoff series. Like he's going to have to do more. And Jaron Jackson's put on him for the and Stephen Adams. Like he's going to he be. Can, yeah. They he's going to be like, brutalized a little bit. He's going to have to figure some stuff out. But I'm excited yeah. for it. Like give me that first round series. Timberwolves Grizzlies. Give me that seven game series because I think it would be a lot of fun. And I think it'd be a lot closer than people think. Andrew, give me your NBA hot take. What's your spiciest take right now? Uh, you know I hate hot takes. Um, okay. You love them. I'm going to – I got two. Bob, what's hot in, in French, by the way? Show. Show. Give me your show, show? take. Votre prendre show. Bless you. Um, uh, my biggest hot take – and I know it's probably going to come back to haunt me. Bulls first round exit. Ooh, okay. No, I agree with this. Something about this team, I just do not. No, Is it that they, they haven't they, won a big game all season? They miss. <sighs> they, they miss having. They miss having like no Lonzo Ball is a problem for them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and there's just something about this off team. A little and, and Zach Levine is not healthy, and so. Who do they have right now? If the playoffs started today. So they would have Boston in the first. Round. Oh yeah, done, done, yeah, done. Yeah. Well, but but here's the here's the thing. 
you would either have Boston, Milwaukee, uh, possibly if they get hot, a Cleveland team. Cleveland's like, who you it's, want if you're Chicago. Yeah, it, like if things shift around, you're probably going to get either you know Milwaukee, Boston, or Cleveland. And I think Milwaukee is probably no. Boston maybe no. Cleveland is that's maybe a series you win, but yeah. I just I don't trust the team. Um, but the other take that I had out west. Mm. Uh, um, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh oh. I Bring like the, spice. the I like the I spice like the Nuggets over the Warriors. Wait, you like the who over the Warriors? Oh yeah, the Nuggets. Yeah, that's that's, that's oh, fair. Nuggets I, over the Warriors. It could Oof. happen very easily. It could. Mm. It, you and, just don't know. Really, I, I, you I just like don't know what Steph Curry is going to be like. And I just well, that I don't feel like it's necessarily a hot take, but I think for the casual fan, it might be a hot take. But I'm just like, yeah. hey, guys, uh, uh. I picked them to go to the finals this year. Oh, by the okay. way, uh, Heat still in the first is still in first place in the East. That mm. was my finals pick. So um, be looking to cash out pretty soon. I don't feel good about my Bucks Jazz pick. Yeah, I think Utah's okay, but it's just no, one of those... no, no. The Jazz are going to struggle together. The first yeah, they're yeah. just Jazz are. If the Jazz get the Mavs in the first round, I think they're going down too. I think Luca's yeah, beaten them in a seven game that. series. Yeah, Luca, it's he's had enough. Like you could, you could make, make a case. Is it really me, good. real quick? But is it me, or do you guys feel like we're going to get a quote unquote surprise? Um, entrant this year in the finals. Like we're going to get a team that like. Probably it's gonna be. Wait, so what do you mean by surprise? Like, just I'm gonna real... tell you. I've got. You're setting up my my my. Oh, oh, oh. Take. all right, here Ready? we go. Let's go, Bob. One Ready? timer, baby. Ready? Three. Two, if it's the Knicks, I'm dropping you. One. No. Celtics are winning the East. Oh. Bob, don't do this to me. Don't. Get, oh. Bob, Bob, don't give me hope. Bob. Look at Bob. He's like five thirty-eight. What's up? I'm I'm backing you. I'm backing the Raptor. Bob. I'm backing the Vorp. I'm Bob, telling you, don't. the Celtics are playing the best basketball in the East right now. Yeah, they have Tatum's gone another level. I am stunned. Tatum is playing like, like Tracy McGrady right now. Yeah, he's better defense. I was gonna say Bob, he's actually Bob a defensive player now. They like have, he's a they, great defender. They, everyone on that team has a role. They know. Yeah. they are solid one through eight. If and the, at the level Tatum is playing at right now, he can absolutely carry a team through a seven-game series. I, 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 right I, now, I the Celtics know. are playing the best basketball in the East. They yeah. match up well against all the other contenders. I oh, really don't, don't think Milwaukee hope. has it this year. Um, Philly, it's it's like Philly will Doc Rivers. Time. Yeah, Philly has Doc Rivers. They'll blow a 3-1 lead. <laughs> I really feel like give Philly another year, and they'll probably be the best team in the East, but it, it's just too soon to make all those different parts work. Also, they kind of need to move away from Tobias Harris and get like two solid, two solid role players, and let Maxi be the third. Like, oh, well, they're not well, there. Thank yet. you, Bob. I was saying, I was saying. They well, I think Maxi's already there. Players. He's already kind of the third guy. He he is, but you know, he needs another year to to percolate. He needs he needs to marinate. Maxi's a he's a really good player. He's man. really really good. He's what every Knicks then thinks Emmanuel quickly is. He's very very good. I um, I was so hopeful about Emmanuel. He's still well, there. Emmanuel yeah. quickly is shooting forty. He's shooting forty-seven, forty, and averaging fifteen, five, and four. Did you see that RJ break. step back three really last well. night? I did. Well Obi Toppin's flying around on defense. Obi's a, a good watch. That man is just a energy, energy, energy in, guy. I don't know why Tibbs doesn't my, love him because he's because in my 
in my spicy Knicks chat, we refer to RJ yeah. Barrett as, as Chris Lesserton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, points I don't hate that, though. I don't sometimes hate that. we call him Adrian Faintly. But oh. it's also... Oh. <laughs> but um, there was also there's also a Photoshop that someone was pasting around with mm -hmm. RJ Barrett with a goat's head on because he's the goat now. Get it? Ha, ha, mm. ha, ha. It was floating around on Nick's Twitter. And so we started calling him now RJ Bahomet. RJ hey, Baphomet. So hey, listen, which was, it'll, which it'll was land the... in a second. Um, yeah. But yeah, to my point. Mm -hmm. Celtics are Celtics are going to represent these. So who 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 comes out of the West then? Phoenix. Ooh. Oh God. It's rematch to seventy six, baby. Celtics Suns. That's what that, it's that, be. that. Well, that'd be a first tie for two coaches. Ima Udoka versus Monty Williams. One of them would go. They, yeah. I Boston had like getting Derek White was a masterstroke. Grant Williams hmm. learning to be a consistent three point shooter very beneficial. Uh, Al Horford dipping into the whatever chemical mix slash the fountain of youth and getting a lot of his game back just because he's so familiar playing with like Marcus Martin, all those guys. Mm -hmm. Very, very like, this is a team that I Bob, like, it's going to be, hope. it's going to be probably them and Milwaukee in the East finals. I don't know if the seating makes that possible right now, but that series. Well, we still got time to figure that out. Cause I mean, they're, yeah. I think it's going to shift a little bit because of how close everybody, I mean, I've got warriors bucks now. If I, I'm my sorry, one, Andrew, this yeah. is what I think. Look, it's a win-win for you. If the Celtics get to the finals, yay. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, you Andrew, why are you upset? This is good. Pod. Okay, no, so, so this, this this is why I'm kind of stressed out and worried. Yeah. Because okay, for so for the Celtics, mm -hmm. they arguably they were ahead of schedule. They've right. been yeah. ahead of schedule on on the the second you know championship contender window. That shut. So I'm like, okay take a year off or two things were kind of struggled, but I'm like, Oh God, mm. we're back. And I just think <laughs> of games. I think of game seven in 2013. Mm. Yeah. No game seven, 2012 game seven, 2012. I think when of they got Larbond. Yeah. That was the, 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 you know, the Cavs series where it was clear these guys have run out of gas, but what a hell of a yeah. run. But then I think of you have a six-point lead in game seven they in the were, fourth quarter. And they were there in the bubble against Milwaukee, but like they were um, there. No, you mean Miami? Against Miami, yeah. Sorry, yeah, not Miami. Well, yeah. That's that okay, that that broke me because yeah. it was mm. just like clearly it's like Marcus Smart needs to learn you were not going to be that guy. <laughs> learn your role. You were not going to be I, that guy. I love Mark. I hate and, him, but I love Marcus Smart's irrational yeah. comedy. Marcus Smart is so much fun. I was talking myself into him at the deadline where I'm like, DeAndre I, I Hunter. Just, I'm just, and, my, my opinion yeah. is that Miami is uh, those spam calls that you get every single day now. Or yeah. like yeah. spam emails. Wait, so are y'all getting Norton that too? Do y'all get yes. more spam calls now? Why are we all more spam? There is there is a really I, I don't know what happened or why, but in the last five years, it's become sort of a white noise background of every American that you have to realize that you are going to be inundated with attempts to, to steal money from you. Yeah, in and it's also targeting the elderly. They targeted yeah. family. Like it's yeah. horrific. Like I, it's, oh my it's, god, I had to tell my mom the other day. She's like, I got an email from Amazon. I was like, did they send it from a Gmail account, mom? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, then it's not from Amazon. Yeah, uh, someone yeah, trying they, to they, steal from you. 
they 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 got my mom with the Amazon um, thing. A few Everyone ago. just knows that there are that a certain percentage of your day is going to is spent fending off pickpockets and and yeah. like. I not to not to not to go pod save America or anything, but if a politician ran on a platform of I'm going to stop you from being harassed by thieves all day, I think yeah. that could get a lot of votes. I don't care which political party does it. I think that's a winning platform. It yeah, is really very is. strange to me the degree to which not just the grifters, but like theft has become mm. a sort of accepted endemic part of American life, and it's awful. It's really awful. Those things work too. They blast out a million emails to every, you buy email lists, you blast out a million emails. And if even 0.1% fall for it, yeah, you're going to be turning a profit. You can do that at such scale now. I mean, it's, whoa, it's really, really I don't like it. It's very bleak. It's yeah. Very bleak. I mean, at least when, at least, uh, when was this about five years ago? Yeah. I, I, I made the mistake of using my bank card at a bodega ATM. Oh, and, which you just never do. Just never do. Huh. I mean, this well, was, it was maybe more than five. It was maybe more than five years ago. Probably was maybe like seven or eight. And someone had, you know, mimicked, stole the, stole the information off the card from yeah. the ATM. And they ran up something like $490 in charges. Oh. At, like a Walmart and a gas and sip in Wyoming. And, you know, my bank covered it. It was fine. Yeah. You know, I didn't get charged, et cetera, et cetera. But they, were, they weren't, you know, they weren't, you know, on a treat yourself spending spree. They were buying things like, you know, diapers and food in bulk and stuff like that. And it just felt kind of sad. But, uh, and this was before you could, you know, use your phone to pay for food and things like that. Mm -hmm. or, or, or like, it was... It is incredibly, it like the, the like in in the actual moment. Okay, I got a spam email. I hit spam on my um, on my on my account. I don't worry about it. Okay, mm. here's a crank call that I just got to hang up on. Okay, whatever. Or here's a spam. Here's a call from someone trying to spearfish me. In like in the moment, it's not that debilitating or even frustrating. But taken as a whole, I feel like the knowledge that so much of your life is spent having to keep is you have to keep your hackles up and and being sure to that you're on that you're on guard yeah. against this kind of stuff which to me or just being nervous about your family like being right, nervous which, that's, which to me is like trying to score against the miami heat defense and i hate them there you go well let's end on this your picks of the week <laughs> i gotta pick here i'll go first i texted y'all this last night but i went and this is actually gonna be a two-part uh two-part pick of the week um, part one, um, X, A24 film that just came out this week is so good. Uh, the Sports Renaissance Woman and I went to the, the indie movie theater here in Knoxville, and it was a delight. We were one of like three people in there. It was fantastic because we were able to like jerk and like freak out. It just it was so good. It was it was so good. And I, I cannot recommend it enough. It's so creepy, but the scenes are just so well done so tense i just i cannot say enough great things about x so if you've not seen x yet just go go check it out and then part two we finished barry season two um we went it's through that good. it's good. so good it, like it's amazing how good barry is but i will say 
we agreed like we both looked at each other we're like sally is the worst television character in a long time for me like i've never actively rooted against someone's happiness and What's just wrong with been, sally sally's, sally's horrific she then of course goes Whoa. after that whole season sally's horrible like her jealousy wow. when barry just stumbles into a career thing with the feature and look barry's horrific too but that's Sa- makes- like but you know what's funny? I told uh, the sports renaissance woman before we got, I was like, she's going to, like, Barry's going to break out or something's going to happen for him and she's going to be so angry about it and not be a supportive partner to him. That. And I was like, I know this girl. I know what's happening here. She wants wow. to, she likes that Barry because Barry is not a threat in her career. And then when Barry becomes a threat, she's completely out. And she's like, yeah, no, 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 no. It's not cute anymore. That's real. That is a it's realistic. realistic. I'm not disagreeing character. with that, but I'm saying that person, get out of that relationship, Barry. Sally is not someone you want to be in a relationship with. Awful. Sally, like we talk about Pam all the time in the office. You know who's a, a terrible actually, partner? Actually, it's, the, it's, it's Sally. It's Jim. It's Jim. Jim is yeah, oh. Jim. Yeah. Okay. Jim. Well, either way, Jim no matter up a happy you... home. Okay. Jim is, well, a, Jim is a sociopath. There you go. Well, here's what I'm saying. Sally is not a sociopath. Sally is just a bad partner and just uh, someone who I could not stand in real life. Chase, like you might be a hater. I'm a hater. Oh, yeah. I'm a Sally hater. Yeah, wow. can't do it. I think I see the. I see. I find Sally wonderfully flawed. I don't hate her. I, I don't hate her. Hate's a strong I, I, word. I, I, you I just said hate. hate. So do I we need to rewind the tape? <laughs> I may have to go back and watch season. All right, two. I don't hate. Just, I'm fired just, up. Just, yeah. just to. Just to observe the hypothesis but. of one uh chase thomas yeah. yeah just watch her like it's just I, i'm not a fan like i'm i'm not a fan I, well, that's of that kind of person eminently clear yeah hater yeah Our look hater. man great show though go check out barry if you've not already done so excellent, it's phenomenal performance by bill hater yeah never seen the movie if you want more of the non stefan bill hater experience yeah which the stefan experience is also hilarious but uh-huh. if you want Less comedic Bill Hader. See the movie The yeah. Skeleton Twins? Hmm. Yes. I haven't seen it. Very, very good movie. It's okay. him and Kristen Wiig in a serious family drama. They're both skeleton twins. Skeleton uh, Keys. Not skeleton. the Skeleton Key is a book, right? Isn't Skeleton it's Key skeleton like twins. a. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's one or the other. I'm not going to Google it. You Does can. it involve pirates? No. Then it's not the skeleton key. <laughs> it's the skeleton. Yeah, it's 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 the, ske- the skeleton twins. Yeah. Yes, okay. it's him. It's him and Kristen Wiig. Because it's and... a, it's a, it's a, it's actually a decent like. It's not just them. Like there's a lot of like. Oh yeah, it's a I know good, that person. It's a good movie. This it's a really mm, good. Yeah. It's really sad. But my pick of the week is, uh, for it. This is. I'm sorry. This is going to be for anyone who you have to be in the tri-state New York, New Jersey, Connecticut oh, area. We're going niche. Unless you're unless you're coming unless you're planning a trip to the Big Apple, uh, they're opening tonight. Sixteen week revival of David Mamet's American Buffalo, okay, starring Sam Rockwell, ooh, and Lawrence Fishburne. Oh wow! Oh, so if you want to see Lawrence Fishburne on stage, yeah. This is one of the few chances to do it. And Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell also- put on a clinic in uh, Three Billboards. Yes, yeah, Sam Rockwell is an am- yeah. Sam Rockwell is an amazing actor, and he also finds a moment to dance in every single movie he's in. <laughs> Did he wait? Hold on. Did he dance in Three Billboards? I'm fairly uh, sure you can find a moment where he's dancing. He finds a moment. Now I gotta like go back. Hmm. He finds a moment to dance in the Charlie's Angel movie. He finds a moment to dance in the movie Moon. You watched the Charlie's Angels movie? Wait, which one? The original, like the one with Lucy no. Liu? Yes. 
Oh, wait, wait, oh, I thought who he is was he a, in that? He's the big bad. Oh, wait, is I, he really? I don't remember I that at all. I thought he was on the updated. No, 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 not the not the reboot. I'm talking about oh, the. Well, who is that? Say. Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and who's the other one? Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Come on, <laughs> it's classic '90s cinema. Do you know it's weird? I remember watching. I remember watching that at a friend's house in my neighborhood where his dad just had it on and I didn't think anything of it, but I'm like, it was middle of the afternoon in this stuff. Hmm. hmm. It's, it's a totally fine. It's a total. It, you get the Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover is it. It's outstanding. Everyone loves Crispin Glover. Yeah, every, what, anyway, what, for what, a real, what, what real on, subtle Dave? take. Recom I recommend the album Crispin Glover put out in the mid mid 80s, right when he was coming off of his Back to the Future fame. When every when when every semi famous person decided they wanted to, uh, oh yeah, yes. I can I can capitalize, I can make money, capitalism, baby. No, 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 no. So much weirder. This is when Crispin Glover was went on David Letterman and nearly kicked him in the head. This is the Ooh. period of Crispin Glover. Have you never seen this? No. no. Okay, so everyone is pigeonholing Crispin Glover as George McFly. And, he's oh. it, and he is he goes full Shia LaBeouf, Jared Leto before Shia LaBeouf and Jared Leto. Oh, and, no. and he's like, he's like he seems strung out on something. And he goes, Yeah, no, Dave, I'm I'm I am strong. And he's wearing, you know, sort of uh uh like uh flared jeans and he's got a paisley shirt on and he literally does like a standing sidekick and nearly kicks david letterman in the head on say anyway mm. he released an album called the answer is not equal to the solution the solution is equal to let it be mm -hmm. um i recommend listening to the song rat catching oh there is a video for it there's a music video off of it. it is i'm not going to say more it is. I, I had a copy of. I had a copy of this album, and I think that a friend gave me too. I think the B side was a bunch of Charlie Manson's unreleased folk uh, tracks. So, um, in any case, so go see American up. Buffalo. Sam Rockwell. There you go. Lawrence Fishman on stage. Sixteen weeks only. If you're it's, in the tri-state area, David Mamet is sort of very. You know, it is a. In terms of like balls to the wall American realism, this is as good example as you get. And this is something David Mamet wrote before he lost his mind and started hanging out with Glenn Beck. So mm. it's a it's still an excellent David Mamet play. And so four months, man, you got time. Um, Andrew, your pick of the uh, week. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't know if I. Um, so my pick of the week. Um, actually, it's kind of a two parter. Uh, one. WrestleMania, uh, get mm. ready for WrestleMania in Detroit. No, no, no. It's it's a it's a AT and T Stadium, aka Jera World. Um, oh which, right, Dallas. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Con con congratulations. I knew it was a, a D city. Con con congratulations to everybody who is going to go to the NXT show. That's going to be that's going to be going on at noon, and then be in a four hour line to get into AT&T Stadium. So congratulations, guys. Love y'all. Um, part two, WWE's Evil. It's a great documentary series, hmm. but it, to me, and this is one of the great things WWE does with their documentaries and their series, hmm. is that they will, t they can tell you the same story over and over again, but hmm. they 
fixated and they kind of smooth things and and you know kind of smooth things around to where it's it feels refreshed and i think that wwe does a great job with their documentary storytelling and so uh you can definitely kind of get inside the minds of quote unquote some of the most evil people of all time um and yeah no there's a part where they talk to the miz about you know basically how everybody you know when he first got to wwe everybody kind of hated you know how mm-hmm. his character was and nobody kind of sort of got him but the moment people got him he screws it up by eating some chicken and he put like the plate or something on somebody's bag well the person who discovered it and who was yelling at him they don't mention in the documentary i wonder why maybe his name uh, rhymes with chris benoit so it's like mm. WWE avoiding talking about like one of the I guess villain origin stories for one the Miz involves a person that we will not name that or they they will not name. So it's it's kind of funny how uh, we're nearly twenty years later and Chris Benoit's name is like nope, never heard of him. Who's that? Don't know. Never heard of him. Must be yeah. Crispin Benoit or something. Crispin, what was his name, Bob? Who were you talking about? Crispin who? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. It, it was yes. it was Crispin Glover, not Crispin Wall. Who's Crispin Wall? I don't know who Crispin Wall is. Chase, take it away. Yeah, my, my computer's going to die. We got to sign off. Andrew Hammond, Bobby Silverman. Follow Andrew on Twitter, Aham Free Press. Go subscribe to the Detroit Free Press if you've not already done so. Bobby Silverman at Bob Sayeta on Twitter. Go subscribe to the Daily Beast if you have not already done so. Uh, sports reporters, we do this every week at this time. Bob, Andrew, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time, and I will talk to you both next week. Sweet. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Thank you again to Bob and Andrew for coming on today's edition here on the podcast. So if you like listening to today's episode of the Sports Reporters Assembling, please make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you get your podcast. Tell a friend, share the show out. Uh, encourage other folks to check out the Chase Thomas Podcast here on the Blue Wire Pod Network. That'd be great. Um, don't forget folks, you can also email this very program at chasemuspodcast at gmail.com. Watch us on YouTube every episode, every day, youtube.com, type in the Chase Thomas Podcast, that simple, hit that subscribe button, you can watch every episode there on the YouTube channel. So go do that today. And then uh, of course, follow me on Twitter at chase underscore Thomas, like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. New episode tomorrow because it's a daily podcast and I will always have new content for you folks. Uh, But yeah, look out for that tomorrow, and uh, you guys have yourself a great Saturday. Uh, Go balls. I'm good here. How'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.